Excellence Expected, the inspirational business advice podcast. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Excellence Expected with me, Mark Asquith. Now, every person that I speak to in business has got the ambition of writing a book. I would be surprised if I've spoken to anyone over the last five years that hasn't said that when I've asked what their ambition is. But it's not that easy. It's just not that easy. And we all need a little helping hand. We all need at least some kind of formula that works. But the publishing industry isn't what it used to be. It's actually much easier these days to self-publish a book if you know what you are doing. And that is exactly the challenge that we are going to overcome today. We're going to help people gain exposure so that they can grow their businesses very, very quickly using authoring. And with me today is a really, really impressive entrepreneur, someone who has been entrepreneurial, I guess, from day one, and I'm looking forward to digging into that. And by the tender age of 20, he was actually running businesses worth $320,000. And my guest is also the author of three best-selling books and now works with some of the world's finest entrepreneurs and aspiring authors. So it's my great pleasure to welcome Mr. Chandler Bolt. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing great, Mark. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's a real pleasure. And we've spoken before. We've spoken a couple of times, actually, myself and Chandler. And uh, you've got a really interesting journey. You, you've sort of, you know, you got in there early. You've been doing this, haven't you? So let's just dig into that for a while. Just tell the listeners a little bit about Chandler. Yeah, you know, I I, I started when I was a little younger um, and I, I've always kind of had this hunger um, for entrepreneurship. And I think it comes from my, my dad was an entrepreneur. He He started his own construction business and my mom was a real estate agent, which is kind of like being an entrepreneur because, um, you, you know, it's, you're running your own business. So I think just subconsciously, I saw that growing up and I saw the freedom that it gave them and how, you know, they could come to every little league or t-ball practice or, you know, sporting events. We could take vacations and just the ultimate freedom uh, and, and control of your own destiny and what that gave them. And so I think that's what kind of fed into me doing the same thing and then, you know, started some businesses in high school um, did some more in college and then eventually dropped out of college and it has been running businesses ever since. So that's amazing. I, do you know what I love about that is the, uh, is, is the freedom. So many people say that they want that freedom from being an entrepreneur, but they kind of, they almost forget it because they get bogged down. And the, the idea that you latched onto that really early on, and I, it must mean so much to be able to look back and say, look, my parents were at every little thing that I did throughout my youth, which I mean, that that's the ultimate, isn't it? For, for an entrepreneur. Yeah. It's like, that's what drives me is seeing what they created for our family. Cause they came from nothing. I mean, it, it, you know, they were working at the factories and mills and stuff like that. And my dad kind of got like fired, um, and went before one Christmas. And so he kind of promised him to himself that he would never put the family through that again. And he was going to take control of his own destiny. Um, and so just seeing that and seeing how they did that and seeing that freedom, it, it really inspires me to be able to create that same exact thing uh, for my family. So, Yeah, I love that. It's fantastic. And let's just talk about books then. Where did books come into this? Where did authoring and writing come into this? Is it something that you've always done? No, absolutely not. It, it just kind of, I kind of tripped into it. And to be honest, I'd always been a really horrible writer and 
I made C's on all my English papers. I hated writing. I hated reading. Um, and so I, I just kind of stumbled into writing my first book, uh, a short one with a, with a friend and a mentor at the time. Uh, he's now my business partner. Um, and we stumbled into writing our first book and we just put it out there. It was really just kind of based on personal experiences and stuff I learned from running my first six-figure business and going to college at the same time and how that it kind of places an extreme time crunch and how I learned from that. And it was a book about productivity for entrepreneurs. Um, and, and so we just kind of wrote it, put it out there, and then it really took off. And, you know, it topped David Allen's Getting Things Done, the number one time management book on Amazon. Um, and he lowered his price from like 10 bucks or nine or 10 bucks to 329, which was cheaper than our book. Um, and, and the book just, it made close to seven grand in the first month, continued to cash flow like two to five grand a month, um, passive income. And it, that's what sparked me to, uh, oh, well, I was already planning on dropping out of school, but that's what paid the bills when I dropped out of school. And then I really realized the power that books give you. And not only can it be a source of passive income, but you know, all my business growth and connections and network and people I know and, and all that has come from my first book and the books that I've put out since then. So it's just such a powerful marketing tool that people really underestimate because they think it's this huge thing that takes forever to write and publish and they can never do it. But it's a lot easier than people think, like you were kind of saying at the beginning of the show. And I just kind of learned that and latched onto that, seeing that that was the future. And we've just been able to drive tons of business and, and tons of leads to the business ever since through books. That's amazing. Do you know what I really like about that is that you've kind of started at the end. Like I said at the beginning of the show, so many business people say, yeah, cool. One day, you know, I'll write a book that's kind of on the to-do list. I'll do it before I get there. Yeah, it'll be fine. Mm -hmm. I'll do it one day. And you just thought, well, yeah, cool. Why not? I can do this. <laughs> and that's flipped yeah. that entire relationship with business, which I really, really love. Can you imagine having not done that? Oh, no, I... Cause I was dry. I was planning on dropping out having, no, I just knew I was going to run a business, had no clue what it was. And this was kind of a, a saving grace for me. And I couldn't imagine it, man. And, and like you were saying, like a lot of people and especially entrepreneurs want to write a book. So this has become kind of my thing. And it's my end with any entrepreneur of, of stature is like, they probably want to write a book or have written a book and I can help them with that. So it's helped me get in with big time entrepreneurs and, online people that I never would have, you know, they never would have given me the time of day. And now this is kind of my end as well, which has really um, catapulted things in, in, in terms of my business. What's cool about that is the positioning. We all, you know, it's kind of a, it's a big thing at the minute. Obviously it has been for a long time now, but there's certainly a big push on individuals taking themselves and positioning themselves where they want to be positioned. And I can imagine that that does open so many doors with you because actually you can help accelerate that massively. And that's not just for these big brand, personal brand entrepreneurs. It's not just for the Gary V's. It's not just for the kind of guy Kawasaki's of the world. It's actually yeah. for anyone, isn't it? Anyone can do this. Oh, absolutely. And, and even if the, what I found is that even people who go the publishing route or self-publish it themselves, they usually screw up a lot of things. So I can come in and shoot a cold email or whatever. And I can say, Hey, look, I've already found like five things you screwed up with your book marketing. If you, if you want more book sales and leads, let's talk. If not, then no worries. We probably shouldn't talk. <laughs> and then of course, every time they're like, yes, like let's hop on a call next week. Like 
you know, and then I, I can get on the phone with them and, and help them out and add instant leads and sales to their business, you know? And, well, that's, that's the good thing as well. You can prove it. You know, the idea that, well, look, I've done this. It's not some consultancy that's actually never written a book, but kind of just knows how the self-publishing industry works. It's, look, this is what I've done, and here's my positioning. If you want to replicate some of that, then, yeah, let's have a coffee and let's chat it over. And that that's what I really like about that. So, that you know, the power of authoring something in your niche is just absolutely wild you know that's that's so so powerful but i just want to pick up on that self-publishing route actually because it's not something that i know a great deal about you know is it really is it that well thought of is it is it something that you can do is it something that is 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 an equal standing with having a book published elsewhere for example yeah absolutely i mean it, it it definitely is and the thing is like the whole movement of to the digital age like the fact that you're published is a small line on Amazon that most people, consumers don't even know about. Um, and so they don't even look at it or care. You know, they just care about, uh, about getting a quality book. Um, so it really has kind of leveled the playing field. And, you know, much like the music, the music industry and the publishing industry are very similar in the sense that like the record labels and the publishers are, they're in, they're fighting a losing war and they're slowly losing hold of the control that they've had, which was like a monopoly on the industry. Because now really the only reason I would recommend someone to go the publishing route is if either they've already put out a book or two, or if they already have a big following, like say 10, 20,000 plus people, and they're looking to take it to the next level. And everyone who goes that route knows that you're not publishing to make money. Um, you're publishing to build your brand. So that's like a Gary V or like a someone like that, sometimes the publisher route makes a little bit more um, sense because they, those, those, uh, the publishers still have a, a chokehold on distribution, which I have a feeling they won't for much longer. But as of now, that's the way it stands. But even then, I still recommend self-publishing um, for the majority of people. And I've had friends who, you know, they like my buddy Justin Mayers, he wrote the Traction book, which is the yellow, yellow cover. It's called Traction. Um, and, and they sold like, 30,000 plus copies independently um, first, and then they got approached by a big publisher. And, you know, now they're, now they got just a deal that they couldn't refuse. And so it's, it's a, a way to prove yourself and then have more leverage with publishers as well. Because if you can do it well on your own, then instead of the publisher coming to you and saying, Hey, here's a deal, you have no other options, take it. It's, Hey, here's a deal. Please come and publish with us because you've already done this well, we want you on our, on, like we want you to publish with us. So you're in so, so much more of a position of power if you decide to go that route. There's something really interesting about this kind of niching as well. The idea that you can, you can be inside, let's say a, a specific niche and you can be published and you can be well thought of in that niche, let's say productivity. So you could be a Tim Ferriss of the world and you could be published and you have an absolutely kick-ass book that is just renowned and every entrepreneur has probably read that book at some point. What I really like about this angle of self-publishing is that you can almost go down to the next level of niches. So you can become yep. the person that is productivity-oriented in small business whilst raising a young family. You know, you can yeah. kind of put these things together and say, well, look, that's I'm not just a productivity guy. This is what I do. And I can actually still make yeah. some money from, from publishing in this niche. Is that is that a fair assessment? Oh, absolutely. I mean, and that's, that's the benefit. Like I remember the first time, like the Huffington post 
I went into my email and I had an email from them and they wanted me to interview for a, a like a, an article they were doing. <laughs> it was like, they, they reached out to me because I, in my, in their eyes, I was a productivity expert when in reality, I just self-published a book on productivity that did kind of well, you know? So it, it, it was like, okay, then I realized, oh, this is a game changer. Like now I have all these people coming to me instead of me banging on their doors trying to get in with them. And now I can do all this stuff that's going to grow my personal brand and grow my list and, and grow my business um, and, and was able to leverage PR and free press and all that. And I mean, if you think about it, it's like it, it's become the new business card books have. Like, who would you rather do business with? Someone who hands you a business card or someone who hands you a book and then signs it? Like people throw away business cards like, on their way home. But for some reason, most people feel really bad about throwing away a book. So they end up keeping it and then it stays on their desk in their offices or in their home. And then they see that. And every time they see that book, they think of you. So it's just like an extension of your brand and a way to get more business and to get more leads. Yeah, I, t- I totally agree with that one. And you know, the, the whole reason I keep business cards is to scrape ice off the front windscreen of my car over a winter's <laughs> morning. Yeah. It's amazing, isn't it? You know, it, it, I totally get that. I get the idea that, okay, here's not only my authority, but here's something that you can actually keep and that may be useful to you. It's just, it's not this outward facing business card that is just about me. It's something for you. And I really like that idea. And what I'd like to do actually is just flip that conversation a little bit. And for the people out there that are perhaps thinking, okay, yeah, I can see that. And perhaps I've got a book in me. There'll be those people out there that are thinking that, but have got absolutely no idea at all what the devil to write about. <laughs> yeah. And for me, I can see how there's a big shift in business towards people taking what they've got in their minds and they perhaps take for granted and perhaps don't even feel themselves to be an expert in. Yeah. And sort of drawing this out in like a Dumbledore style wizard's wand effect and sticking that into some kind of well thought out book. Is that as good a place to start as any? Oh, I, yeah, absolutely. And you hit the nail on the head there is that most people have a book inside them. It's just it, what they're really good at, they overlook. And so they, they think, well, I couldn't teach on that. Like everybody understands that, right? Like that's, that's not that special. But when you, when you drill down, um, you'll actually find that it, it is something that is kind of your unique genius and you can share that with, with, with people and they'll actually get a lot out of it. And I think there's probably some insecurity in that as well. I mean, the old imposter syndrome always, always kicks in where you think to yourself, well, I don't kind of know how I've got here and probably someone at some point is going to come along and call me out as being a bit of a fraud. And it's, it's like this mental frailty that we've all got inside ourselves, isn't it? Yeah. I think that's the biggest block for people because you know, there's a New York Times study recently done that it's like 81% of people want to write a book, um, but actually only 1% or so actually do it. So for there to be that large of a gap, you know that there's got to be a lot of myths, insecurities, doubts, limiting beliefs, you know, all those. Because if, if, if there weren't, it would just be 81 out of 81%, right? You know, 100% of those people would actually write a book but that doesn't happen. So you're right. There's a ton of myths and insecurities and limiting beliefs that, that tell people that, that people tell to themselves that basically keeps them from actually doing it. Uh, yeah. Again, I get that entire. And I think so many people do do that. And 
I mean, they do that in all sorts of different ways in business. Anyway, you know, they put themselves down almost subconsciously because they believe themselves not to be ready for what they've achieved. You know, there's that old saying that you struggle with failure, but you probably struggle more with success. And that mm-hmm. this is the kind of manifestation of that is that you can't, you can't possibly be worthy of getting your thoughts down in a book that someone else, God forbid, would pay money to read. <laughs> yeah, you know, It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. It's really, really interesting. I find it really curious. And one of the things that I just want to talk about now then, and this is probably a, a fundamental for you, Chandler, is really what is the difference between self-publishing? And I'm talking about process here. So the difference between self-publishing and actually approaching a publisher, you know, what would the route be to getting a publisher versus doing self-publishing? You know, what are the differences between those approaches? Yeah, I mean, I looking at it from the outside, like self-publishing is like, if you're an entrepreneur, I feel like entrepreneurs naturally go towards self-publishing because it's like, you know, self-publishing, you can be faster, you can be more ad- agile, you know, whereas for with a publisher, you lose comp- complete control and freedom of your, of what you say and of what your book looks like, of what your cover is, all that. You're basically signing away all that freedom. Um, and, and so we were talking about like, that's the reason you become an entrepreneur, right? So the self-publishing route is so much more attractive because in, instead of like, you know, if you go the publishing route, you got to find an agent, you got to find uh, a publisher to pick it up. Then you sign some paperwork where they're most likely trying to screw you and there's some fine print and there's, you know, you sign away all your rights. It's if you don't sell the books, um, for, then you have to pay the advance back to them a lot of the times. So like they could be giving you 20 grand, but if you don't sell enough books to cover that, you have to actually have to pay that money back a lot of times. Um, and then on top of that, it's such a slow moving process that it's going to take two to three months to, I mean, two to three years to actually put the book out. And even talking with friends who are went the publish route, you know, people think that, oh, well, self, maybe self-publishing is, is, is less quality or, or quicker written books. But even talking to people who are published, you know, they say, yeah, I honestly just wrote the book in the last three months right before the deadline. And that's the way everyone works. Um, so it, it's, you know, you can do the same exact thing. And, and then ex- instead of waiting those two to three years, you can write the book in two to three months tops and then put, put out the book, self-publish it. You can sell, you can start getting leads. You know, there's so many benefits to doing that on your own. It feels as well as if, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're in business, if you set a business up, you're a small business owner, or you just want to get into business because you want to jump the rat race, it feels as if self-publishing would just fit your mindset anyway, because you're more than likely a little bit impatient. You kind of focus on the details. You know, you've got this mindset that wouldn't allow you to give this control over to this unscrupulous publisher that's going to want 20 grand back if you don't sell the books. So it kind of feels like self-publishing naturally would fit anyway. Absolutely. And, and most entrepreneurs are results driven. So you want to be able to say, Hey, if I work harder, I'm going to see more sales. So that's the way it goes with self-publishing school. Like you can create your own success. And, and like a lot of times when you're in a publishing deal, like they close you off in the back end and maybe like once every two weeks or a month or a quarter, they actually show you sales numbers. Like, so then there's such a lag that you, you, there's no, interaction with your sales and you can't be agile and have the freedom and, and everything that you have as a self-publisher. You know, you can't track where your sales are coming from. You can't take out leads. You know, like there, there's just a lot of things that you can't do. 
it sounds like that would just frustrate the hell out of a lot of business people because, as you say, we're all results driven and we like to see that if we put some time into X, the results are as follows. And that is, especially in this, like you said earlier, this digital world, everything's on demand. And not only that, but stats and transparency in terms of analytics and results in marketing, yep. you can get to you can get to everything instantly. So why why even think about going down this old school, traditional, really really time laggy publishing route? It just it feels like it's just a bit clunky and old fashioned, you know. It is. It's it's antiquated, and that's why they're going out of business. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I think I mean that's framed self publishing. It's framed not only self publishing, but the idea that every entrepreneur that says they want to write a book actually they can write a book and they've probably got one inside of them already ready to rock mm -hmm. with a little bit of foresight so what i'd like to do now is just head on to the excellence expected actionable tips section so chandler you've got three actionable tips for the listeners out there that might want to get started with their first book yep so the first thing i would i would start with and the first actionable tip um this is kind of my motto around a lot of things and not just books. Um, and this was the old Facebook motto when they were in their, um, in their startup mode. And that is done is better than perfect. Um, so the biggest, the biggest mistake people make is they think that their first book is going to be their best book or their first book is going to be like the, this perfect, like tell all ever, everything, you know, and that's just simply not the case. So what we encourage our, our students and, and what I teach people as well is like, Hey, done is better than perfect. Get a book out there and then learn from that and grow from that. So that'd be my first tip. The second tip would be be consistent. Um, so consistently plug away at your book, maybe spend 30 minutes to an hour each morning writing, and then say that you, you, you have a goal of like a 20,000, 25,000 word book. You know, if you, if you can write 500 words in an hour, which is, which is not that bad, you know, and you, and you plug away at that at a day at a time, that's like 50 days or something, you know, like, and then you have a book done. And, and so that's less than two months and you have a book finished. So just being consistent and plugging away. And then the third would be get a, get accountability. So find someone who can hold you accountable um, to this goal. If you actually have a book or if you have an idea and you want to write a book, tell some people, get get an accountability partner um, and, and set some deadlines on when you want to hit a rough draft, when you want to do this, when you want to publish, things like that, and, and tell other people so that they can hold you accountable so that you actually get it done. So that you're not like someone who's, we all know this person and probably like five or 10 people like this who they've been working on a book for years or thinking about writing a book for years and they've never done it. So like those are the three things I would recommend to help get people over that hump. The accountability partner, I think, is vital for a lot of people in business anyway. And the idea that you can apply this to something that you want to do. Yeah. I love that idea because there's a, there are a lot of people out there that are still in business thinking like they're only accountable to the accountant because they're going to get their ass kicked by not getting their accounts in on time. And no yeah. one likes doing that stuff. And, you know, in this, I guess in the entrepreneurial world, certainly online entrepreneurs, there are really big advocates for accountability partners and so on. And I, I feel like that's perhaps not quite trickled down into the more bricks and mortar uh, culture. And I, I love the idea of applying that to something that you want to do, because why would you not? It, it makes the most sense in the world. Absolutely. I mean, and that comes from, so we teach this in, in self-publishing school and it, it comes from 
what I, so when I was in college, I had an internship um, and they taught me how to run a business um, and they gave me a mentor and we had talks every Monday and Thursday. And that was my, basically my version of the accountability partner. And we implemented that into our, our training program. But so that helped. And because of that, I was able to run my first six figure business as a college student. And we, we use that exact same model to train other college students to run their businesses. So our concept is like, if you can get college students who have a lot on their mind, you know, they're looking to party and have fun. They got grades to take care of. They got a lot of, the, of other things. If you can use that to help channel their focus and to help them run six-figure businesses while they're 18, 19, 20 years old, you know, then writing a book is, is a piece of cake if you use the same model. And when I went through that program, an extra level of accountability is I had a goal to um, hit six figures, 100K. Um, it was actually originally 130, but, um, and then I had a goal to be number one in the company. And so what I did, and this is on the accountability portion, is I told everyone I could think of about that goal. I told my friends, I told my family, I told my boss. At training, I'm, I went up to the CEO and said, hey, here's my goals. I want you to hold me accountable to this. And because I did that, it made it absolutely impossible for me to fail because I knew the whole time I was going throughout that summer of running that business, if I failed, I was going to re look really, really stupid. <laughs> and so <laughs> I threw it out there to so many people that I ended up getting number one in the company and uh, in, the, in the country. And, and I got number one or I, I hit $100,000 in business. I, I got past that. So like the two goals I wanted to hit, I hit them. And it was all because I just told so many people um, that it, I, I, the, the option of failure was not an option. That's why I highly recommend that. Not only have someone personally to hold you accountable, but then proclaim your goals to as many people as will listen. I like the idea. You're kind of removing the veil. You're not giving yourself <laughs> any kind of shroud to hide behind. I, no. I, I like that. It's a little scary, but it's, it's important. Yeah, I do. I really, really like that. Well, Chandler, listen, that has been such a great chat. And guys, you guys listening out there, if you want to do this and you have You've always said, we all know that person. Chandler hit the nail right on the head earlier. And there's a reason that it's a movie cliche. We all know that person that is perpetually writing their first book. Don't be that person. Jump on it and you've got one in you. So if you want to get started, Chandler, let's just pick out where people can connect with you online because I know there's a pile of resources that you can help with. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so they can um, head over to our website, which is self-publishingschool.com. Um, and we've got like, I've got a free book and some free video trainings and stuff like that for people, or they can just shoot me an email at Chandler at self-publishingschool.com. Super stuff. Thank you, sir. It's been a real pleasure. Awesome, Mark. Thanks for having me on the show, man. Really enjoyed it. Great stuff. Great stuff. Loved it. And guys, don't forget all the show notes, everything that myself and Chandler have spoken about today will be available over at excellence-expected.com. A lot of dashes in these URLs today. Isn't there? <laughs> we couldn't yeah. get the cool URLs. <laughs> but guys, check it out. Head on over there. And speaking of books, don't forget that you can download the essential 14-day guide to cutting your working hours and increasing your impact whilst you are over at Excellence Expected. Thanks for joining me, folks. Thank you so much once again to Chandler. And until next time, don't forget, the more you expect from yourself, the more you will excel. Bye-bye. <laughs>